This situation could very much get worse before it gets better. Watching and waiting thousands across BC, hoping the weather will help in the wildfire fight this weekend. The Philippine Airlines that wanted us, like, out. A plane crash in Manila, leaving a Metro Vancouver family stranded. It looks like a great jersey, just the only problem is they got the wrong sport. And why these kids competing at a lacrosse tournament are having to give up, give up their jerseys to the Canucks. You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6. Good evening. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. We start this evening with another warning to be extra careful when going out into areas where there may be bears. This is after a dog has been killed by a black bear in North Vancouver. A woman was walking her dog, a dash hound, along a popular trail in Lyd Headwaters Regional Park yesterday. The dog was off leash when the bear appeared. After a short chase, the dog was killed. It was only after another hiker used a whistle that the bear was scared away. Uh, it's very traumatizing for the family. Um, the uh, conservation officer service immediately responded and uh, made attempts to locate the bear, which was spotted after the fact by uh, a number of other hikers. Unfortunately, uh, we were unable to locate the uh, juvenile black bear. And uh, at this point, we are recommending that anybody who observes or experiences a bear uh, showing aggression or unnatural behaviors towards them in that area to report it to our uh, Conservation Officer Service rap line. Let's get you the latest now on the wildfire front across the province and thousands of fire evacuees and firefighters are nervously watching the weather this weekend. The hope is that it won't hinder the battle to contain hundreds of wildfires that are still burning out of control across BC. Right now there are 562 fires in the province. 56 of them are considered fires of note. That means they're highly visible and threatening communities or properties. The ones of biggest concern are the Shovel Lake fire that is in the northern interior and the Meakin Creek fire in the Kootenay. Aaron MacArthur has the latest. The north shore of Fraser Lake on fire. This is what is known as a controlled ignition. The weather conditions finally calm enough to allow crews a chance to get control of the Shovel Lake fire by burning off fuel ahead of it. Definitely making some progress out there, but still a very active fire, and it's definitely going to be much more visible today, given that the smoke's lifted a little bit as well. For the thousands of people facing evacuation in central BC, a week of smoke choking the sky and fire seemingly on top of communities. The uncertainty taking its toll. There was so many people. We were told we probably wouldn't get a room with our dogs, and because we have kids, we wanted to make sure we had beds, so we just started driving until we could find hotels. We ended up in... McBride. In southeastern BC, the Meachin Creek fire burning close enough to Kimberley to create poor air quality. It's very smoky and I definitely have a sore throat. My eyes are watering all the time. 7,500 people still on evacuation alert in Kimberley, but two seniors facilities have been evacuated as a precaution. We began at 10 a.m. By about midday, we had all residents or the majority of residents were safely with their families. We like to have those who are more difficult to move out of a city um, already placed in another uh, home or facility so that uh, they can receive the best care they can. Controlled ignition work will continue Sunday if the weather holds. 
but long term, the forecast remains the biggest challenge for fire crews. Given that weather forecast we're looking at right now, uh, this situation could very much get worse before it gets better. So we're just going to have to keep a close eye on how that unfolds. Aaron MacArthur, Global News. The north shore of Fraser Lake on fire. This is what's known as a controlled ignition. We will move on to the next story. And an evacuation order has been issued on a remote area of Vancouver Island because of a threatening wildfire. People living at six properties in the village of Zabalos on the northwest coast of the island have been ordered out. The Gold Valley main fire is now 90 hectares and it's burning right next to the community. The village says the main concern is the risk of falling debris. In the interior, the Cool Creek fire burning near Princeton has now merged with two other fires. It's burning near the Placer Mountain fire. It is estimated to be about 6,000 hectares in size. Fire officials say it's currently beyond their resources because it's burning in terrain that they can't actually get to. It's also showing extreme fire behaviour. Evacuation alerts are in effect for the area get you the latest on the Bear Paw Creek fire. That is burning west of Summerland along the highway to Princeton. That is more than doubled in size over the last day. It has now grown to nearly five hectares. Four firefighters have been working on it overnight. Today, a helicopter and 14 personnel are on site. In the meantime, there is a wildfire that has started in Washington state. That has now jumped the border into B.C., the Horns Mountain fire is 800 hectares. It's burning in a remote region between Grand Forks and Trail. This was sparked by lightning a week ago, and it's burning through forest that hasn't seen a wildfire in more than a century. U.S. officials say the fire has spread about 50 hectares inside the province. This one is 15 percent contained. Well, a lot of that smoke from the wildfire blanketing much of the Okanagan today. It was so bad that health officials had to put out a warning and there were races in an annual triathlon that had to be cancelled. Our report is from Global Okanagan. Early morning in the Okanagan and a thick, choking smoke obliterates almost everything. Somewhere in all that smoke is Kelowna's city park. Traffic heading into town on the William R. Bennett Bridge, barely visible at all at the east end. Hot Sands Beach, empty as the smoke and Ogden steals away another summer day. Downtown K-Town, not quite business as usual. Still, people out and about. The smoke affecting everyone, one way or another. It's been bothering us a little bit. Exerting yourself in this is probably not good for you. Can you taste it in your throat? Oh, 100%, yeah. It's like the inside of an ashtray. In fact, the Air Quality Health Index in Kelowna today is over 10, and that's not good. In terms of particulate matter in the air, there are 287 micrograms per cubic liter of air. For some perspective, in Beijing, China today, that measurement was only 55. And that has prompted Interior Health's chief medical officer to issue a warning against strenuous physical activity outdoors because... We know that small particulate matter actually not just impacts the lung tissue and causes contraction, but it actually gets absorbed into the blood and can actually affect heart vessels and vessels and blood supply in the muscles and in the brain tissue. That message of reduced strenuous physical activity seems to be crystal clear to the two major triathlons scheduled to swim, bike and run today in the valley. We had to make the unfortunate decision to cancel the races for this morning. Kelowna's Apple Triathlon forced to cancel four race categories in all today due to the poor air quality. Penticton's inaugural Super League Triathlon 
also forced to forego the pro categories today, both the Super League and the Apple Triathlon keeping a close eye on the forecast for Sunday. We're going to wait and see. We're going to prepare as though uh, we have a race tomorrow morning. We're going to wait till the till an hour before the race to make the final call. But it doesn't look like the smoke is going to leave the valley anytime soon. Travis Lowe, Global News, Kelowna. All right, that's the situation in the Okanagan. But of course, big question tonight when we're talking about air quality, just how bad is it going to get right across our province? Let's bring in our meteorologist, Yvonne Schell, who's at the PE for us this evening. But taking a look at that right now, Yvonne. Yes, Sonia, the air quality advisory is blanketing across the province. As we take a look at this uh, satellite shot that was taken from NASA, you can see the plumes of smoke right across the interior sections. There was a bit of a break still for the south coast. Metro Vancouver was included within that. But the next round of smoke is going to push in. It'll be as early as the evening hours for tomorrow. The air quality advisory, as we can see, stretches right across the entire province. It is going to thicken, and with a ridge of high pressure that is building in place, temperatures are going to warm up for early next week. I'll have more on that when we come back. And yes, we're at the PE. It is day one. We are going to be trying some Kit Kat fries this evening, so we'll have more coming up shortly. Sonia? All right. Thank you very much for that. We'll see you a bit later on. Uh, let's move now to other news tonight. A serious car crash in Enderby caused a temporary water outage this weekend. The accident took down a power pole that had an internet connection, which was monitoring the city's water reservoir. Now, that meant that uh, some residents woke up this morning uh, with little or to no water coming out of their taps. The city tweeted out a backup source was supplying limited water to residents. Crews are now filling the reservoir. About a quarter of the city's population was affected. A lower mainland family is caught up in the chaotic aftermath of a plane crash in the Philippines. A passenger jet skidded off a runway at Manila's airport yesterday, causing numerous flights in and out of the airport to be cancelled or delayed. That has now left a Surrey woman and her mother stranded in the country for possibly more than two weeks. Jill Bennett has the details. This is the flight that we were supposed to be in. This was the scene at the main airport in Manila. Hashtag pal never again, never again. Passengers stranded after a Chinese passenger plane went off the runway while landing just before midnight on Thursday. No one was hurt, but one of the engines broke free and the runway was shut down. They basically promised that anyone who waited there at the airport will be priority number one. And then all of a sudden, Intercom is saying get our luggage. Akemi Chudik and her mother were heading home to Vancouver after a one-week trip to the Philippines. They, along with many other travelers, have been stuck sleeping in the airport. She says Philippine Airlines told her the earliest she could be rebooked to come home is September 4th. It's very stressful. You know, she's, they should look after the people. You know, it's not their fault that this accident happened, you know. Her father and mother-in-law in Surrey say it's especially difficult because their granddaughter, three-month-old Charlotte, is here with them. The airlines, they should help each other because it's mm. not uh, it's not their fault. The plane that slid off the runway has now been removed and normal operations at the Manila airport have resumed. But about 165 flights were cancelled. On its website, Philippine Airlines has issued an advisory asking for patience, saying they sincerely apologize for an incident beyond their control. They were asking people to rebook. They have to pay for rebooking as well because they don't want to cover the cost. That's what it was. You would at least expect, uh, you know, to give them a... A hotel or something overnight or somewhere to uh, you know to stay 
Instead, Chudik has now paid more than $5,000 out of pocket, so she and her mother can come home on Tuesday on another airline. Jill Bennett, Global News. Initial test results suggesting an ailing southern resident orca may have contracted a parasite. A team of researchers from the US and Canada are working together to try to feed live salmon to try to tempt J50, an emaciated whale, to eat. Now, last night, the cross-border team called NOAA said results from fecal samples taken from the pod found moderate levels of a worm that a parasite is usually not a problem in healthy animals, but it can be for compromised mammals. Scientists are trying to introduce a dewormer in addition to an antibiotic to the whale now. Welcome back. Now, back to the news. A group of young lacrosse players is getting a lesson in copyright infringement, and it's all courtesy of the Vancouver Canucks. A team competing at a Langley tournament created a jersey that uses the Johnny Canuck logo. They were soon told, though, they'd have to give them right up after the weekend. Nitu Garcha explains why. This youth lacrosse enthusiasm may be coming to a halting stop because one of the teams at this weekend's Top Cheese three-on-three tournament in Langley is sporting a questionable look. It looks like a great jersey, just the only problem is they got the wrong sport. The tournament just for fun with teams of four touting creative uniforms. This one, apparently designed by a parent, features a version of the Johnny Canuck logo. I think it should be a hockey stick and not a lacrosse stick. The Canucks are taking issue, allowing the team to rock the jerseys for the weekend, but after that, they want them gone for good. The move comes with mixed reaction from hockey fans. We've got kids playing hockey, and I think they would probably be pretty upset if they had their jerseys taken away. I would think that uh, seems like a little bit hard, hardcore. You'd think they would want to support our uh, lacrosse, right? I'd have some serious concerns with that. Not only it's the Canucks colors, it's also Johnny Canuck. Parents at the Langley Event Centre refuse to comment, but an SFU marketing professor is blunt in his message to the Canucks. You know what, in that case, walk away. Don't be an idiot and look like a bully. In a statement, Canucks Sports and Entertainment said in part, the company did not have the right to use either the Johnny Canuck or Stealth trademarks in the design. The use has created confusion as we are heading into a team and logo launch for Vancouver's new National Lacrosse League team. Canucks should be flattered that it's there, but I can understand the copyright issue, I guess. Back in June, it was our Squire Barnes who pitched a near-identical version to a Canucks executive when it was announced the Canucks bought the Vancouver Stealth, which runs the youth academy that organized this tournament. Johnny Canuck holding a lacrosse stick. I like that. There's the, okay, now, do we have to give you 10% if we go that way? No, no, just, just make it happen. The Canucks didn't respond when asked if they were already considering this modified logo for the rebrand. Neetu Garcha, Global News. A summer tradition in Vancouver has returned. It is opening day at the annual fair at the PE. Always oh, good to get in first. People lined up this morning waiting for the gates to open. Lots of milestones at this year's fair. It is the 40th anniversary of Super Dogs, the 50th anniversary of the opening of the Pacific Coliseum, and the 60th anniversary, 60 years, can you believe it, wow. of the wooden roller coaster. I like, I, like the, I like the dog show. It's one of my favorite yes. attractions. <laughs> yeah, I've been going, I've been seeing the Super Dogs since they started. It's history. The Super Dogs. 
Um, I'm pretty sure like um. Pizza. Oh, mini mini donuts. Yeah, the mini donuts. What's your favorite uh, favorite ride? The Beast. Yes, I'm sure. What makes that so special? I don't know, because people get scared and, and, and scream as if they're going to die or something on that ride. And I don't find it scary. So I still laugh at, at people. Of course, it's scary, but you still love it. You that's still all part love it. of it. Yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah, one of my favorites are donuts. And I'm not sure if Yvonne's had any. Let's cross to her now and find sure out what she she's doing. How's it going, Yvonne? Yes, admittedly, I've already had donuts earlier today <laughs> on the noon show. It's the way to kick off uh, to kick off uh, the peony. A great crowd here this evening. Say hello, everyone. The crowds are starting to pick up. We're just on the midway. And yes, today is the opening of the Peony. It'll be open uh, for the next two weeks, with the exception of the next two Mondays. But the one day of the long weekend, it will be open. Guys, I wanted to show you, of course, mini donuts. It's all about eating at the Peony. And this evening, I'm going to be trying. These are called Kit Kat fries. Oopsies. See if we can do it with one hand. Kit Kat fries. They're pretty much just a deep fried Kit Kat. So let's try it. <laughs> Mm. That's a lot of food. <laughs> that looks good. I think she's okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah? I think, yes. I think I'm going to be okay. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Mm -hmm. Very sweet, but it's a thumbs up. Can you bring us one back? Um, or two mm -hmm. or three. I've got uh, three more. <laughs> I've got three more. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Pretty good. Not bad. Uh, when I do come back as well, we've got the VP of Operations at the PE who's going to talk more about the PE. Tell us about the events, what's new at the PE this year. So that's coming up very shortly. And of course, your full forecast. And with the smoke, it is going to start to roll in across the south coast. The timing of it very soon. Guys, all right. Thank you very much. It's a tough life there, Yvonne. It's tough. <laughs> Toughest gig of the, of the year it's for hard. Yvonne. They do uh, deep fried Mars bars in Scotland. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, if you you got to you got to try them. Very rich, yeah. bit heavy. Not a fan. Not a fan of kind the of. deep fried all that. I might try the Kit Kat though. Yeah. Uh, Chanel in for Barry, of course, this weekend. Um, lots going on in sport. Yeah, you know what? Uh, the the uh, Whitecaps were in action at BC Place. Mm -hmm. uh, a thrilling uh, match there. Uh, didn't end um, as well as they thought. 2-2 uh, draw. We'll show you the highlights from a pretty exciting game. Plus the Lions were in Toronto. Didn't end oh. how they wanted it. Uh, one point loss. Uh, so we'll show you highlights from Toronto. And check in on the Little Leaguers from Wally. Uh, they are playing down in Williamsport. We'll tell you how they are doing. Welcome back. In New Brunswick, two police officers killed in the line of duty in a shooting attack were honoured today with a regimental funeral. Thousands of officers and first responders, including from BC, were in Fredericton today to pay their respects to their fallen brother and sister. It was a sign of hope on one of Fredericton's darkest days. Hundreds of people lined the city's wet streets to pay tribute to two city police officers who made the ultimate sacrifice while responding to a shooting last Friday. I had this real big need to want to help to do something, so my presence hopefully was, was enough. We lost four people senselessly. It's something you never think will happen in your community. And more than 1,500 servicemen and women marched in the rain, heads held high, sorrow in their eyes, as the bodies of Constables Rob Costello and Sarah Burns slowly made their way to the Aiken Centre for a joint regimental funeral. Constable Burns' horse Grimsby followed closely behind. Canadian flags were draped over the caskets. Both officers peaked caps, badges and duty belts resting on top 
All while family and friends provided some insight as to the type of people in and out of uniform Constables Costello and Burns were. She was the best wife, mother, business partner, chauffeur, nurse and hockey mom a family could ever ask for. Rob Costello didn't become a hero because he died. He was a hero as he lived. He loved being a cop. Fredericton's top brass chief Leanne Fitch struggled to hold back tears as she described her officers as a selfless pair who wanted and worked for peace. Rob wasn't even given the chance to use the full extent of his character and his skills last Friday and yet there isn't a doubt in my mind that he went into that situation willingly and bravely to his last call which was the first call of his day. Fitch told the crowd the constables died a hero's death. I don't think Sarah knew how proud I was of her. And I'm heartsick to be too late in saying so. Fitch says the tragedy has shaken the entire country, but hopes it will leave an even stronger city in its aftermath. The weaving will result in a stronger fabric where the blue thread of law enforcement is sewn throughout and around and within our community. The officers were thanked for their final selfless act of bravery before the chief officially called a 10-7, putting Constables Costello and Burns officially off-duty. Morgan Campbell, Global News, Fredericton. A state funeral was held today in Genoa, Italy, for the victims of the Mirandi Bridge collapse. Italy has declared a national day of mourning today. However, some who lost family members declined to take part in the funeral, blaming the loss of at least 38 lives on those responsible for the bridge's safety. The CEO of the company in charge of the highway bridge extending his condolences to the family and friends of those who died, but he didn't apologise for the collapse. You apologize if you feel you are responsible for. And as I said before, I believe that the situation is so, the technical situation is so complex that it is up to the, I mean, justice to uh, understand what happened. India's Prime Minister has been taking a look at the damage of one of the worst floods in a century. More than 324 people have been killed and forced 200,000 people into relief camps. Hundreds of troops are helping to evacuate people from their homes and to rescue those trapped in the rising waters. The area has been hit with over a third more rain than average during a current monsoon. Further heavy rainfall is being forecast for parts of the state tonight. The man accused of driving his car into a crowd of people in the UK has been charged. Sudanese-born British national Salir Kata was charged with two counts of attempted murder today. Crown Council says they're treating it as a case of terrorism. Kata will appear in court on Monday. Former UN Secretary-General Kofi Annan has died following a brief illness. Annan was the first black UN Secretary-General. He served from 1997 to 2006. He was awarded, of course, the Nobel Peace Prize in 2001. That, for, that was for helping to revitalize the international body during the Iraq War and the HIV-AIDS pandemic. In a statement announcing his death, the Kofi Annan Foundation described him as a global statesman and deeply committed internationalist who fought throughout his life for a fairer and more peaceful world. He was 80 years old. 
In health news tonight, the Food and Drug Administration in the U.S. has for the first time approved a generic competitor to the EpiPen. Mylan, the company that sells the EpiPen, drew intense criticism when it increased the price of an EpiPen twin pack to $600 U.S. It did offer a generic version for half that price, but now the same version by a different maker has been approved, and that could see the price fall even further. Welcome back. Well, famed animal science expert and autism spokesperson Temple Grandin made a special appearance in Vancouver today. Dr. Grandin toured the barns at the Peony with some 4-H ambassadors. She was checking out the livestock and sharing some advice to the young handlers about how to safely prepare their animals from the pasture to the show ring. You know, a lot of people wonder, why was my animal, my horse or my steer or lamb, calm at home and then when you got to the show he just went kind of crazy there's all kinds of new scary things at a show that you don't have back at home like flags bikes and balloons and you want to get your animal used to those things before he comes here and the best way to do it would be to decorate the pasture with some flags let your horse or your steer walk up to those things don't shove it in their face let your animal gradually approach those scary things like flags Oh, she knows so much. Uh, we're going to cross now to somebody who knows loads about the weather right now. Yvonne Schaal, who is at the Peony for us, has been there for the last few hours. And I guess day one, very, very busy of the fair today. Yeah, it's starting to pick up. As we can see, we're just on the midway here. And uh, the Global BC tent, a reminder, we're located by the prize home. So do come on by, say hello, and take some photos. We'll have more with Laura Balance in just a few moments on the Peony. But let's get to the forecast. Very important, especially for the latter half of our weekend. We are going to be seeing more smoke pushing in across the south coast. Here's a shot of the tower cam right now overlooking English Bay. It is overcast. Temperatures are sitting at 20 today. And that was the high today. We were actually slightly below the average for this time of the year of 20 and a record on the Almanac. 27 degrees was set back in 1965. Numbers today, 20 degrees for Kamloops. The Soyuz was warmer, up to 29 degrees. Coastal sections for Prince Rupert at 18 and Victoria climbing up to 22. Current temperature for Nelson at 23 degrees and Revelstoke to the teens at 17. Satellite and radar, it's going to rain dry right across the entire province. We're not tracking any precipitation. The big weather story is the air quality advisory that is blanketing the province stretching into the northeastern corners for the peace and in towards the Kootenai with very smoky and hazy conditions that will continue all the way in towards next week. The story that we are following is the jet stream and there is going to be a shift. As this ridge starts to build, we are going to be looking at outflow winds pushing in as early as tomorrow and that's going to bring in the smoke from the interior once again towards the south coast. So the smoke will make a return across Metro Vancouver and it will stick around for the next few days. Interior sections, the concern will be the heat as it starts to increase. We can see that for the interior. For example, the tops at Okanagan will see Tuesday, Wednesday with temperatures getting back into the 30s. So do be prepared. Smoky conditions and the temperatures will be on the rise. We're not seeing any break and no precipitation leading in towards next week. The peace up to 21 degrees, even warmer come Tuesday with 28. Whitehorse tomorrow up to 22 degrees with an increase in cloud cover and a touch cooler on your Tuesday. Coastal sections for the northern half of the province will see fog for the morning hours. It dissipates with nice breaks. Inland sections tomorrow getting closer to 27. 
caribou in central interior, smoky skies with temperatures up to 23 degrees, widespread smoke for the Columbia and Kootenai, 29, even hotter on Tuesday with a high of 30 degrees. The Thompson Okanagan at 26, Monday up to 30 degrees. Most areas near Whistler were seeing that widespread smoke and a range in temperatures with Pemberton getting into the low 30s for tomorrow. The island will see a range between 25 for the southern and eastern sections and the northern sections of the island tomorrow could see a bit of drizzle and then it starts to clear out so there will be more cloud cover. Metro Vancouver, so be prepared. We will see more smoke over the next few days. Temperatures are going to bump up Monday, Tuesday. We could see areas away from the water getting closer to 30 degrees, but I will say down here at the PE, it is very comfortable. We're joined by uh, Laura Balance, who your spokesperson here at the PE. You're celebrating lots of milestones, so tell us about it. Yeah, we've got our 40th anniversary or 280th, depending on how you counted, of the Super Dogs this year. We've got the 50th anniversary of the Pacific Coliseum, the original home of the Vancouver Canucks, and such a site of so many momentous musical moments in our province's history. We've got the 50th anniversary of the Mini Donut, which is such an iconic piece of fair um, must-haves for every day you're at the fair. And then the 60th for the Playland Wooden Roller Coaster, which is absolutely the most, I think, special ride and a national treasure. So we're, it's a lot of big milestones, also a year to celebrate a lot of great free with admission programming. We've got over $3 million in programming that's free with your admission to the fair. So we're really excited, British Columbia, and, and we hope that people come out and experience this year's p and the 108th. Yeah, and I must say tonight the concert series is kicking off. And boys to men's going to be here. What are some of the other performers? Oh, we've got Burton Cummings is coming. We've got Air Supply. We've got so many different Dean Brody for the country fans and uh, a lot of different artists. We I really encourage people go to peony.ca, plan your day. There's a lot of great programs. We've got Knights of Valor, which I think is going to be the runaway hit of the fair. Again, free with admission. Lots of fun this year. Well, thank you so much, Laura. We're looking forward to it. It's day one, but there's lots to look forward to and for more information on all the shows and that's happening you can check it out at the peony.ca Sonia thank you very much for that boys to men hey and air supply totally my era all right big entertainment news today confirmation that a former Bollywood superstar is set to marry a Jonas brother Nick Jonas finally ending the engagement rumors today by posting on his Instagram saying future Mrs. Jonas my heart my love Priyanka Chopra is best known for her starring role in Quantico the couple went public during a traditional uh, engagement ceremony in Mumbai. Uh, their parents there too. They have an 11-year age difference, by the way. Chopra is 36. Jonas is 25. A couple on Vancouver Island had a chance encounter with a trio of baby cougars. Let's show you what happened here. Now, the pair were on their way back from a fly fishing trip. This is close to Lake Cowichan when they saw three small figures run out of the darkness and into a nearby ditch. So they slowed down thinking that they were coyotes, but then they realized they were actually tiny cougar cubs. Uh, the three cubs then walked off and returned a short while later with their mum, casually strolling by and checking out their surroundings. Thank you for the video. All right, let's get you all your sports right now with uh, Chanel, who, um, how, you just got off the Rattlesnake Canyon. Yes, I was in the interior. Are you interior. okay? Uh, you yeah. know, a lot of smoke, as you mentioned in the news yes. portion. Uh, it was, uh, I'm feeling it today. So. Yeah. We'll start with some football okay. of the Canadian kind first. After a big win uh, against the Eskimos last week, the Lions were looking for two straight this afternoon versus the Argos, but they had to try to do something they haven't done all season win on the road. The Leos, a perfect 3-0 at home, 
but a dismal 0-4 playing away from BC. Sean Lennon taking on his former club. He was traded to BC last month. Lions with some trickery. Cody Fajardo with the uh, direct snap. He finds Otha Foster for the first down. It would extend the drive, and the Lions would cash in with a field goal to lead 3-0. Second quarter, Lions trailing 7-3, but Travis Lule hooks up with Brian Burnham. Double B's is off to the races, a 44-yard score, 10-7 BC, Burnham 91 yards on the day. Then the defense turns it up, a big third down stance, forcing a turnover, and BC would capitalize on this drive. Jeremiah Johnson with a big gain here, 21 yards, takes it into Argo's territory, and then he would capitalize punching in a short touchdown run. Lions would lead 17-10 at the half. Third quarter, Lule, he would air one out for Manny Arsenault. A big 32-yard gain. Five catches, 90 yards for Manny. This would lead to a field goal. Lions up 20-10. Argo's next possession, McLeod, Bethel Thompson to Amonte Edwards, who makes a spectacular grab. Anthony Thompson should have Either picked it off or deflected it. Edwards somehow catches it between his knees. Later in that drive, Bethel Thompson hits Anthony Coombs in the end zone, wide open. That's a touchdown. 2017 BC. Toronto would get another touchdown to lead 24-23 late. Travis Lule trying to put together a drive, but he's picked off. But Chris Rainey would recover the fumble, keeping the drive alive. Just two minutes to play. Lions trying to get into field goal range. Lule hits Arsenault in Argos territory, but he would fumble the ball. Argos recover, hold on for the one-point win. Lions drop to three and five on the season. Will host Saskatchewan next Saturday at BC Place. Football of another kind after bowing out of the Canadian Championship earlier in the week. Now the Cap uh, Whitecaps can concentrate on league play. They're unbeaten in three straight MLS matches, but still out of a playoff spot. Today, Vancouver taking on a Red Bull side that is 8-1 versus Western Conference foes and outscoring the opponent 22-8 in those matches. And drafted number Tim Parker, he's back. Tim Parker. He was traded to New York before the start of the season. Just five minutes in, terrible defending by Vancouver. Bradley Wright Phillips finds Daniel Royer, and that somehow gets through the defense, and Stefan Marinovic somehow getting their signals crossed 1-0 for the visitors. Caps with a chance in the 21st minute. Jordi Reina, watch this. Oh, trying to go top shelf, but the keeper just getting a piece, sending it over the bar. That was almost the equalizer. Still 1-0 New York. 42nd minute, Whitecaps corner Reina with the delivery. And Kendall Waston with the header, the captain's second of the season, and look who he beats in the air. It's his former defensive partner, Tim Parker. 1-1 at the half. 48-minute Red Bulls with a glorious chance. Alex Mill with the header. Marinovic gets a piece, and this ball somehow stays out inside the six-yard. Mad scramble, but the ball does stay out. More from the New Zealand International. A couple minutes after that, Wright Phillips with a great chance, but Marinovic with another big save to keep the score at one. And that was vital because about eight minutes after that, another corner, another goal, another one for Waston. Can you believe that? His second of the match, Vancouver up 2-1. Two goals from set pieces. 
and both from the captain. Scary moment, Caps fans holding their breath. Watch Alfonso Davies. He is taken out badly by Michael Mario with a nasty challenge. Could have been a red, but instead it's a yellow. Davies would be okay. And then late in the match, oh, that's not good. Poor defending once again. Royer gets behind the defense, buries it with the one-time volley. Heartbreak for the Caps. They settle for a single point at BC Place. Welcome back, everyone. Vashik Pospisil won the Odlum Brown uh, title five years ago, was looking to reach the final again this week. He faced Britain's Dan Evans in the semis today. Pospisil would win the first set. Unfortunately, he would lose the next two. Evans advances and will play in tomorrow's championship match. All right, turning to some baseball. Wally faced a do-or-die situation today at the Little League World Series. The kids got rocked yesterday by a powerhouse side from Panama, meaning another loss and their eliminated from the championship round of the tournament. All right, they were taking on Spain, team from Barcelona. Barcelona. Bottom one, two on for Canada, some trickery. Watch this, the double steal. Nate Kalina comes in to score. And safe at third, one nothing for the Canadians. Check out some reflexes from Dio Gama. Gets out of a high heater just in time. He would be okay. Avoids getting smoked there. Jordan Hamarillo throwing some serious heat. A couple of strikeouts to end the second inning. This would be a defensive battle between both squads. Great defense to show you. Cole Balkovic. Great snag. And then he would throw to Ian Huang, who stretches out to get the out. I like this defense, Dave. Then we'll go to the bottom of the fourth. One on for Kai Sheck. And he smacks one to left field. Here comes Ty Griol from second. But look at the throw from Joel Gomez on the money. He is DOA. Still 1-0 Canada going to the top of the sixth. They only play six innings. And in the top of the sixth, Spain would tie it with a solo shot. Lucas Iriarte. Canada would walk things off in the tenth. They win 2-1 to stay alive at this tournament. We'll tell you who they play tonight coming up on Global News at 11. Baseball action, MLB variety. Jays taking on the Yankees. Toronto losers of two straight. This isn't a good start. Bottom of four, Giancarlo Stanton, a solo shot. Seven nothing for the Yankees. They were up eight nothing when Toronto would actually make a bit of noise. That's bases loaded for Billy McKinney. He smacks one to right. All three runs would come in. But McKinney getting greedy, going for a triple, and he is out. McKinney was uh, part of the Jay Happ trade last month from New York. And then Greg Bird would ice this one. Jays lose their third straight. Yankees win 11-6 is the final. Third round of the Wyndham Championship. Dark clouds are looming. They would get some action in Abbotsford's Nick Taylor, a 65, a 67, his first two rounds. Misses a birdie try on the first. On the second, a gap wedge here. He would par the hole. He is minus two through 11. Unfortunately, weather would postpone round three. They're back at it at 5 a.m. with the final round scheduled to begin at about 8 a.m. our time. EPL action, marquee matchup from across the Atlantic. Chelsea and Arsenal. 20 minutes in, Chelsea scores a couple, including this beauty, Alvaro Morata. Quick move, quick shot. 2-0 as he hits the camera. But Arsenal would score 
a couple before the uh, half. Alex Iwobi levels it off at two. 2-2 two, two after 45 minutes. It stays that way two and four. until the 81st minute. Oh, that's your winner. Alonzo Mendoza goes five-hole. Chelsea wins back-to-back -back matches. 3-2 over Arsenal. Harry Kane and Tottenham taking on Fulham. Goal of the day, maybe of the weekend. That is pretty. Kieran Trippier curls it over. Top corner special, 2-1 Spurs. 77th minute. Here comes the insurance marker. It's Kane. Surprisingly, he has never scored in his career in August. But he changed that today. Spurs, back-to-back -back winners to kick off the Premiership with a 3-1 win over Fulham. Leicester City taking on Wolverhampton. First start of the season for Jamie Vardy. It wasn't memorable. We'll show you why. Leicester already up 1-0 before the half is out. James Madison from top of the box. 2-0 for the Wolves. Then this happens to Vardy. One of the uglier challenges you will see. A strong tackle on Matt Doherty. A vicious leg sweep. He is shown a straight red card. Leicester wins 2-0, but it could be without Vardy for a couple of games. Now, if you work in a big office, you know that it's not all that uncommon to have more than one co-worker pregnant, you know, at the We've same time. We've had it here a couple of times. Right. But what are the odds that 16 women would all be expecting within a few months of each other? In Arizona's Banner Desert Medical Center, the joke is there must be something in the water. Not one, not two, but 16 of the hospital's intensive care nurses are pregnant. All of them do between September and February. The moms-to-be holding their very own gender reveal moment with the media. Boy, girl. Boy, girl. Ashley Atkins expecting a girl was among the first to announce. It was me and then, um, found out one other girl, it was just the two of us. We're like, oh, this is so exciting. And then suddenly it was just another one and another one. Ended up being a sad story. Paige Packard lost an infant son three years ago. This pregnancy is especially welcome news. Everybody together, it's just like sharing the joy with everybody. The nurses say there are cravings to contend with. He could make the salad bar a little more pregnancy friendly, <laughs> like add pickles. For these women for whom nursing careers have been labors of love, the countdown to another kind of labor is on. Lucy Kafanov, NBC News. That has made my day. That is crazy. I'm going to say 9 billion <laughs> to 1 odds. That's oh, thanks for working that out. So clever. <laughs> so quickly. Right, Yvonne is at the PE. Last word for you, Yvonne, there. And, um, oh, what's that? Uh, Con Candy, the cat crowds are out, the kids are here. A reminder uh, for the PE if you want more details, go to PE.ca. But there's lots of great food, attractions, and of course the super dog. So let's give this a try. Take a bite. Hard to eat with one hand. Nice. <laughs> Thank you for watching.